Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. It is 8.22. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning. U.S. and British military strikes on Houthi-controlled sites in Yemen over the weekend largely left intact most of the Iran-backed rebel group's ability to fire at maritime traffic in the Red Sea. That's according to a report. Two waves of U.S.-led strikes Friday hit more than 60 targets in 28 locations in response to weeks of attacks on commercial vessels traversing a vital strait near the mouth of the Red Sea. Another missile attack on Saturday was described as a follow-on action by the U.S. Central Command. This is a significant part of the ongoing war, and uh, we wanted to get some detail around it. Mike Ben-Avi, researcher and counterterrorism and founder of Intel Catal- Catalysts, joins us this morning. A very, very good morning, Shavuotov. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, Howard Shavuotov. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. All right. So let's just talk about the impact of the Houthis attacks. It's it, at the beginning of the war. It obviously was a concern. Then I almost had the impression that it was just an annoyance. But it does seem to be something that is quite serious. Yeah, indeed, it's very serious. The impact is on a global, on a massive global level, to a point where there are factories in Germany that shut down because they there's no point of having them because there's no way to ship the goods uh, towards uh, those trains that the Houthis control. They're called the Babel Mandab trains. Now, even China yesterday made a comment that this behavior of of stopping vessels from getting to their destinations is illegal and must be stopped and we need to know that china is part of the um you know we call it the uh, axis of evil and with iran of course we have to understand when we're dealing with the hoodies we're dealing with iran all these provocations all these weapon systems the very advanced weapon systems are iranian systems that are operated by Iranian personnel on Yemen soil. And they're causing a major damage to many, many, many countries, especially Egypt, because Egypt's main profit is from the Suez Canal that's pretty much shut down nowadays. There is no traffic in the Suez Canal whatsoever. So it's a very, very, it has a very major uh, impact on global economy. And this is why the world is a coalition trying to stop it and not because they're trying to protect Israel it's more because of the global impact the attacks were obviously the, the the statements that they made was of course that the that it was all about Gaza was it about Gaza or was it really just an attack is it an ongoing attack on the west and uh, at Israel just being used as a as an excuse well Again, it's part of the Iranian stage plan that they have in order to influence uh, its ideology, its Islamic revolution, uh, all the way from the late 70s towards the Middle East. And Israel is just another way to uh, find an adversary. And of course, we all know that they call the United States uh, the great Satan and Israel the little Satan and even the UK is a Satan. So it's, it's really a battle of superpowers. It's, it's something that it's easily 
can escalate into a world war. And I'm not exaggerating saying this because, you know, the United States and the coalition, especially UK and now Germany is joining as well, are very careful with the attacks on the hoodies. I mean, they're, they're, they can do a lot more damage, but I think right now is they're trying to deteriorate them from continuing doing what they're doing. Because if an all-out war, a conflict in the Red Sea emerges, Iran is going to be involved 100%. Hezbollah is going to be involved. And the Americans have many, many bases in Qatar uh, and other places in the Middle East that they don't want you know, attacked by the Houthis. Mm, mm. Is this likely to deter the Houthis at all? Well, I doubt it, uh, because just last night that uh, the U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, uh, announced that uh, uh, an anti-ship cruise missile fired from the Houthis uh, towards a U.S., uh, I think it was at the USS Laboon in the Red Sea. Uh, they were able to shut it down uh, with a fire jet, but that's another escalation. So they're targeted a U.S. vessel, a U.S. military vessel. We don't know whether and when the United States or the coalition is going to respond. But just like what's going on in Israel, it's all the whole area, the whole region is on a boiling point, if you know what I'm saying. So it's at the boiling point that anything can trigger the whole region to just uh, get into a whole you know, full scale war. So that's what's interesting to me is we know that Iran is behind the Houthis, Iran is behind Hezbollah. We know that they are funding and they have funded Hamas, yet they have kept, they have still themselves uh, kept out of the war as a direct party. How long before they will not be able to, to do this dance? For as long as needed. I mean, this is exactly why they had this, uh, you know, Qasem Soleimani, the arc terrorist who was eliminated uh, during the Trump's era. Uh, he he was the founder of all of that. He said, you know, the Iranians don't want to sacrifice their own troops, their own soldiers, their own people for their very, very murderous ideology. Instead, they're using the fact that the Iranian leader is considered to be the leader of the Shiite world. People don't understand that. Why, they ask me, why do the Houthis listen to them? Why do the Lebanese Hezbollah listen to them? Is it because of politics? Is it because of money? Is it because of weapons? And I say no. It's because to them, they're a religious leader and they take their religion very seriously, is the leader of Iran. So whatever Iran says, they have to follow. And for as long as Iran can keep its people away from that, because they, in their culture, they see their proxies as secondary to them, as, as lesser than them. And they don't mind sacrificing them for the ideology. And this is why I think that the head of the snake, Iran, should be targeted first. Yeah, there's no doubt in, in my mind. I, I, I just wonder why we are allowing Iran to live with this fiction because to me it would seem as though Iran is using the, their proxies almost to tire the world and to tire the other, the, the other uh, opposing forces and ultimately whether it's in six months, a year or two years uh, they, they're fully preserved they haven't lost a, an individual, they haven't lost a soldier they haven't been damaged in terms of their capability and are fully able to enter the, enter the conflict when they are ready to so why would the world allow that 
allow them this this privilege of standing back, let other people doing do their job, um, and and placing themselves at risk. We do need to go there. We do need to leave it. But I just love your thoughts quickly on that. Because we all have to understand that uh, the world knows, the world leader knows that a conflict with Iran is fully going to you know impact the world economy and probably lead to a world war because iran has allies such as china and russia and that's that's the honest truth mm, mm. and uh, that is a uh, that is the answer to that question mike benavi a researcher of counterterrorism and founder of intel catalyst talking to us about the houthis attack on the red sea